Hello everybody, and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, the freedom to experience and express, a belief in faith, compassionate action, compassionate patience, and the proliferation of insightful constructive gems of information. I'm your host, Gil C., welcoming you to this season four episode number 112. I'm very grateful and delighted to bring this to you from the awakened U.S. of America. Hello, hello, hello. It's been just under a month since the last episode, and I uh, wanted to go ahead and just kind of catch up with a little bit of rambly, brief, you know, meanderings to speak about, and uh, just, you know, to uh, take the time to say hello. <laughs> Uh, it's been a um, quite eventful month, or this past month. I last podcasted at the beginning of October. Now it is November 1st. October was quite busy uh, as I went full throttle into my studies for yoga. Had the opportunity to officiate a friend's wedding. Um, twisted my ankle and uh, fell into, or rather... Uh, zoomed right into this Mercury retrograde where we did also have two full moons this month. So quite a bit going on. And on top of that, there's also a looming uh, event that's going to take place in just a couple of days here in America. I don't know if I'll talk too much about that as it feels like, you know, the idea of politics is just all-encompassing. Oh, and not to mention, we're still going through this quote-unquote pandemic. So, uh, since this is the ramble, I guess I, I don't necessarily know where to start. So I guess we'll just start at the beginning, and then when we get to the end, we shall stop. <laughs> or as one of my favorite books partially quoted, pseudo-quoted there for you. Um, So let's start with Mercury Retrograde. Now I did do a video uh, on YouTube as a vlog um, probably about a couple of weeks ago. Well, no, I did it at the beginning of Mercury Retrograde. I think we had just started Um, So that started in October on the 13th. It runs through November 3rd, uh, which will be in about two days. So if you've made it this far unscathed, as some of you all feel that Mercury Retrograde does bring forth uh, those um, certain uncertainties, then congratulations. 
if you made it through Mercury retrograde and did have things occur, however, didn't allow them to hinder or halt or interfere, then an extra special congratulations because the point of Mercury retrograde and the point of any kind of obstacle that comes into our ways is just to get through it as optimally and as fluidly as possible. So if things do seem like they're going a certain way, yet you manage to stay on the uppity up, on the positive, um, if you manage to find the lesson in the experience, then you're doing absolutely exactly what it is that you intended or as was intended for you uh, coming into that or going into that experience. So congratulations. Mercury retrograde for me is not something that I... um, that I dread personally. It's kind of funny because, uh, well, not funny, haha, but enlightening. I remember on the day of Mercury retrograde when it started, I walked into my class and kind of said, you know, my happy Mercury retrograde to my instructor and. The reaction was an immediate, oh, I know everything is going to go wrong now. And I said, no, no, not necessarily. Oh, whoops, I need to silence my uh, my phone thingy here. Um, I said, no, not necessarily. Um, you know, it just depends on how we look at it. And then that day I turned my ankle, <laughs> which was okay. I mean, uh It did hurt, I I have to tell you, like, it was the most pain that I have ever felt that I can recall. Um, I mean, I turned it pretty bad. I stepped off of a walkway that had probably about a foot and a half to almost two feet of space before the ground below it, and in my head... I had a shorter step down, so I wasn't prepared for that drop, uh, which is kind of funny because I've lived in my on my on the property that I do for almost ten years. I guess I just never stepped off of the walkway, so it didn't. In my head, I saw a shorter step down, and it was actually not what I was anticipating. And so I think the surprise of not finding my footing, I just, my foot just completely turned in, um, and, uh, yeah, can, I proceeded to hear the sound of what sounded like three or four zip ties, <laughs> it was actually the ligaments in my foot stretching out, and, uh, so, Where I find myself in gratitude for that is that I was actually encouraged to slow down even more. Um, I was encouraged to be grateful for how magnificent this body, this vessel is that I have as far as the healing process is concerned. Um, I found gratitude in my studies in massage therapy, knowing how to take care of that kind of an injury. Um, Granted, you're not taught from a medical standpoint, but there is um, information that we're given as far as sprains and, and things of that nature are concerned, so I was able to apply that. And, um... 
I also am grateful because I was shown how loving and uh, concerned and helpful my friends and family were in regards to my injury. Um, so those are things that I, I, I was able to pick up on with this injury. And, um, and I'm, I'm just about through it. Within the last couple of days, I've started to leave the house or the apartment without a bandage wrap on my foot, which I think is great. Um, about a week ago, I stopped using the cane. So I used a cane for probably a full week and a couple of days. Um, and now I just feel like I'm getting more strength back in my ankle. So the one thing that I did ask for, though, I'm going to say, is I did ask that I have extremely flexible ankles now because of this occurrence. Um, obviously, I've been tending to them. Um, it was also one of those things where it was like the first week that it happened um, we were just assigned to do more practice at home as far as our yoga is concerned. And it was one of those things where there was the potential to be discouraged because I was very, I was, I've been getting to a point where I'm getting, I was getting highly motivated to do more practice at home and just to have that happen. And it, it kind of had me off of my foot. Um, however, in yoga, there is a practice called restorative yoga, where most of it is done sitting down, laying down, or in more close to the mat. It's not about balancing. It's not about strength poses. It's about um, stretching and relaxing and releasing. And uh, so after the first few days, um, I actually started doing restorative yoga. So I was still able to get my time in as far as that's concerned. Um, and then on top of that, we were asked to do a meditation and uh, a guided meditation in class and as an assignment. And um, that injury led me to write a meditation for healing. So, I mean, there were so many good things that actually came out of, you know, the injury that I had. And, and, and that's one of those things, I guess, like I'm using as an example of how we direct our way of thought, you know, how we direct the way that we, or that we, I should say probably how we decide to view our life in certain situations, um, and, and certain, through certain experiences, you know, um, how do we decide what avenue we're going to take when things like that occur, you know? And it kind of fell right in line with Mercury retrograde for several reasons, right? So like the unexpected happened, an injury. Um, it definitely set things back, you know, as far as work was concerned, because um, I did miss a day of work. I wasn't going to let myself miss more than that, though, because I my hours are precious right now considering that we're still going through this quote-unquote pandemic, um, that I, 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 I don't want to be on assistance, uh, nor do I feel like it's, it would benefit me. So I, I went to work as soon as I was able to. Um, I did have two full days of bed rest, and I think that was a good start 
And then, of course, like I said, you know, with my friends and family, you know, assisting me, you know, with rides to work so I didn't have to walk to the bus stop for that first week and everything. Um, so totally grateful. I, I, I feel like a lot of that, it does have to do with the mindset, you know, just having the faith and knowing that things are going to happen and allow, be allowed to happen and, and, and that was the outcome so I I hope f- from a personal standpoint that that's something that is um what's the word I hope that it can relate I hope it's relatable to whoever hears this um so there's that and there are other things too that I i I've started to see as far as my studies are concerned in in combination with the practice and things that I've learned in my life. And um, they're really, really good and beneficial things. Um, They're things that are kind of, um, I guess they would be confirmational as far as like things that I've learned in the past and how they relate to things that I'm learning now, which in all honesty, because I have such a strong connection to what I know and because I have a better understanding and a more profound connection with, um, with relating to and connecting to that intuition, that gut instinct, that empathicness, uh, trusting the feelings that I have when I'm studying or learning these things now, now that I'm going into a deeper study of yoga. Um, it feels like a review for me. I know that I have learned this stuff in prior lives. I know that I have taught this in prior lives. So as I'm going through some of these studies and I'm connecting them to what I learned in Reiki and I'm connecting them to what I've learned in massage therapy, um, it it feels so well-rounded. It feels like it's coming full circle, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, as I'm learning the, the, the sutras of yoga, as I'm learning the limbs or the path or branches of yoga, um, and how those connect and relate, not just to what I've learned in this, in what I, the aforementioned, like, um, uh, experiences that I've had, but how they also tie and connect to other forms of spirituality and religion in our world and what I really am grateful for is that I'm able to see you know I'm able to see some of these qualities attributes and uh, learning uh, learning tools like come to a full illumination, not only through what I'm reading and how I'm conducting myself, but now also through those of the yogis that I am learning this from and the yogis that I'm learning this with. Um, And it's an amazing thing to bear witness to, especially when you consider, when one considers, primarily like in this example, where some yogis have have focused on the physical attributes of the practice and 
now are turning to the spiritual aspect of the practice. And I went into this study looking for the spiritual aspect of the practice. And um, it seems now that I will be getting it a lot more, especially based after the last class that we had together. And so I'm really excited for that. Um, I adore the people that I am taking this journey with. I, um, I do sense and see certain aspects of their journey. Uh, however, it's not for me to say uh, what it is that I'm sensing or seeing with them exactly. Now, if you're a very close and personal friend, you probably know what I'm talking about because I, as human, I do need to have an avenue of communication as far as um, what I'm going through on a daily basis and what I experience because it helps it helps to draw in more discernment. It helps to talk about things. Um, and there are things that I've noticed that I need to express. Of course, I'm going to say this right now. I do not use being human as an excuse just to talk about this about things. When I speak about something, I've learned to be very mindful of exactly what I am saying before I say it. Um, And one of the things that you do learn in yoga is how to speak your truth without hurt or hurting or harming another. And so um, some of the things that I have to say is that I have opinions on or feel about the people, whether it be my fellow classmates, yogis, or whether it's the instructor or whether it has to do with anybody else in my life, you know, whether it's a coworker, a boss, um, whether it's a close friend or a family member, I, um, I've learned more and more over time how to be more discerning with my words. Now, that is something that I came face to face with, um, a few months back, um, as far as my family is concerned, I had my siblings tell me that they understand that I'm an honest person, but that sometimes it's just too brutal. And I never saw myself saying things honestly with the intention of being brutally honest. I felt like I was just being honest. And so I didn't know if it was a factor of me actually being brutally honest or if it was just that sometimes the truth hurts. And I have to say, again, my intentions were never to speak so frankly that it would hurt somebody. Um, So I, but then again, that's me looking from the inside out, not from the outside in and other people's perceptions, you know. So I wouldn't go and say like, well, I'm human, so um, they have to forgive me, or I'm human, so this, or I'm human, so that. No, I'm saying that being human is not an excuse to allow oneself to intentfully say something knowing that it may cause harm. Um, Being human is not an excuse to not use discernment, you know, to not apply empathy or compassion, you know, it's, uh, I guess what I'm kind of saying is like, I, 
person should never say like, well, I'm going to say what I need to say because, you know, and they have to forgive me because we're all human. You know, there's, there is a line that we should walk with, walk with the fine precision. You know, it's that line of impeccability. You know, it's not... It's not striving for perfection for perfection's sake. It's striving for the right way to do or say something. To not not only cause harm for other people, but to not break your peace. Not break the peace that we are, are striving to attain in our existence. And it's just like a discussion that we had in class the other day about... It came up about the idea of being selfish and selfless, and uh, we were speaking about some of the um, the aspects of yoga that um, that we should be focusing on. You know, the do's and don'ts, and then the the principles and and how we should conduct ourselves. And and I I, ra- I rose my hand, raised my hand, and and I I I, I brought to the the attention of the class that um that there was an aspect of yoga um, in some of my readings that, that spoke about experiences that brought pain or were painful versus experiences that were painless or had no pain in the experience. And that was basically surmised as being selfish versus selfless. And that if we if we were to practice a form of selfishness it would be to practice selfishness to maintain our peace and it was such an interesting way to look at that it was an interesting way to look at being selfish and maintaining one's peace because to truly maintain one's peace it's to cause no harm it's to not speak against or act against another you know and i i used to go around saying like um like speaking with impeccability or behaving with impeccability was the best way to maintain one's peace because when a, a human behaves in that manner, they do not want, desire, or allow negativity to be in their space. So to speak and behave impeccably means that you're aware and using discernment on how, on knowing that if I say this or I do that, it's going to cause this response or reaction in another. And if that response or reaction in another is going to be negative, then it's going to bring that into my own space. It's going to allow that into my own space. So truly being selfless allows that maintain. I want to say the maintenance of peace within one's own space and therefore it's kind of being selfish it's the best way to be selfish maintaining one's peace because then you're not allowing that negativity to be activated within another person so yeah so much right oh I said we were going to start with mercury retrograde and look at where we went <laughs> so okay so well, I mean mercury retrograde did take us to this it did take us to this because it's review and as you know, that is what Mercury Retrograde is about. It's about assessing. It's about reviewing. It's about looking and planning and discerning where we're at and where we want to go. It's not about 
starting that. It's not about moving forward. It's about it's it's about honoring the time and the energy present to look at where we're at in our lives. It, it's it's a magnificent moment because the energy is actually present and here for us to be able to make these assessments and learn through these discernments. And that's exactly where the benefit is once we come to that understanding. It's very magical. <laughs> and so, and, and with that, we also have the full moon, right? Like I did my full moon meditation on Friday evening. Um, I might do another one tonight, even though like the actual full moon from like an event like time point or or time frame is concerned happened last night on Halloween or October 31st. Um, it was the first full moon on a Halloween since 1944 and it will be the last one until like 2033 or something like that. So, or something like that. Maybe it's sooner. What we're in 20... Yeah, it's like every 19 years or something like that that we'll have a full moon on Halloween. So it's 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 going to be quite a while till the next one, you know. I'll be mid-age at that point. Like, wait, where am I at? I'm that old? No, I'll, I'll still be pretty young. For me, midlife isn't going to be until like... Midlife isn't going to be for a while um, because I am planning to be here for quite some time and and vital at that too. So um, yeah, okay. So remember again with the full moon, um, it's about removing things from your life and we're not talking about people or anything that can, that's going to be not, it's not anything that has intent that will harm another. So we're talking about obstacles or blocks in our life. You know, we're talking about behaviors or behavioral patterns in our life that we want removed. You know, that we are asking for that little extra help or clarity to have removed from our lives. Um, For my part, uh, it would be, uh, once again, you know, I personally ask to have distractions removed from my life, to have complacency removed from my life. Not that I'm complacent necessarily. I mean, obviously, I'm doing a lot of things to um, that are proactive in my life as far as where I'm going in my studies and, and how I've um, decided to take on, you know, these new practices and understandings. Um but I'm talking about complacency in um, in certain behavioral patterns with like eating. Um, prim- oh, I guess I wouldn't say primarily that because it's not like I eat bad. I mean, I have a pretty good good eating lifestyle. It's just there's certain aspects of it that I would like that I feel complacent in, you know. Um, and um, let's see. So it was distractions. It was complacency. Um, procrastination is <laughs> probably something. Uh, although procrastination can add a certain feel to the fire at certain aspects. But I mean, in that regard, though, procrastination can also add stress. And um, we all know that life is shouldn't be about the stress, right? So that would probably be another thing. Um I did ask for the removal of um, blocks and misperceptions for people in general, especially in our world. Um, The removal of negativity, 
and the removal of you know uh, of that lack of transparency that sometimes occurs in our life in our society in our world um but definitely um i did do a lot of meditating for for the people of our planet and for our planet itself so i'll probably go and do that again i'm thinking this evening it's it's rather early right now actually so i have a few hours before i normally hot soak and um, that'll wrap up my happy sunday so anyways um yeah i mean it's been it was a good month october was a really good month even regardless of, of some of the things that occurred um i just know that uh you know i i i pray that things move forward in a very fluid way for people especially for like some of the new people in my life um And I guess I would specifically be speaking about uh, some of the students and um, people that I am surrounded with in my new learning endeavors as a yogi. Um, Because they're good people. There's a lot of good stuff there that I sense. But there are other things that I sense that are present that I feel need to be removed. And um, I feel like that is why I'm there actually the one thing that I've noticed about my life is that usually when I am placed into a new setting there is um there is always a removal of something or someone and I don't feel like there's going to be a removal of any individuals in my class I feel like there are going to be things within their lives that are going to start to come to light that will help and aid in a removal for their benefit and that's what I really I really want for people in my life that I come into interaction with is I I, I want and pray and have an intentful desire for them to have a fluid life a fluid existence to live optimally because if they're going to be in my life if they're going to be in my space if they're going to be in my energy I want that harmony to be present I don't want the dissonance or the static to be felt so norm usually people have that purge once they come into interaction with me um I know in my life I have my own purges, I have my own moments of static, I have my own moments of dissonance, and I have to say, because of the way that I perceive things and the way that I view things in my life, those moments are very, very few and far between, and when they happen, they're very short-lived. I am grateful for that. You know, I have been able to take on a very discerning aspect of my life to know when to say things, to know when not to say things, to know when to interact, to know when not to interact, to understand, you know, what my words or behaviors may do for another and how it may hinder. Um, I am so grateful for that. I am so grateful for that. And I am so grateful that I can honor others with that because I'm not here to 
be a tool of learning for somebody if it's going to be negative. Um, I have been used in that way in the past where I have been a tool for somebody, but it has happened through a negative experience. And that occurrence and situation has happened again less and less and less as I have progressed into my own personal studies and recognition of where I am, who I am, and where I'm going. Um, And I am so grateful for that. Ah, this is going to be like the ramble of gratitude amongst the full blue moon and the end of Mercury retrograde or something to that effect. Oh, I'm so excited. So anyways, um, a lot of things are going to happen in the next, in the coming months, um, a lot of good things. It, we have to look at it in that perspective. We have to know and have faith that regardless of what is going on or appears to be going on in the world, that there is something there that will be of benefit. There is a reason why certain things are coming to light right now. There is a reason why certain uh, experiences come into our life. We have to have the faith and know that good things are happening under, behind the scenes, you know, under our noses. Sometimes we just don't see them because we get a little too distracted with the things that are going on. But there are good things going on. There are so many good people in this world who desire good things for other people, for themselves, for their families, for their loved ones. For their country, for the world, we're out there, we're out there, and you are not alone. So, thank you so much for your listening ears, your open minds, and your light hearts. Until next time, love, joy, peace, compassion, patience, mercy, harmony, abundance, faith, gratitude, discernment, empathy, forgiveness. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.